Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. The Lord gave us Isaiah 119 very early on in when we were walking this through. It says, the willing and obedient will eat the fruit of the land. We felt in our spirits, like, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't even know if it will be an adoption, but Lord, help us to be obedient to what you are putting in front of us. And may we be willing to do hard things. We held on to the promises that said that the Lord would be with us. You know, even though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, it's a shadow. Just recognize things for what they are. And remember that I said, I'm going to take you through it. Aloha, friends. You are listening to the voice of Bethany Bomberger, my guest for today's show, who I am so excited to share with all of you. Now, Bethany is the co-founder and executive director of the Radiance Foundation. She's been an educator for over two decades, teaching in both public and private schools and working with thousands of children, youth, and adults of all ages. And now she's a homeschool mom to her four children, both biological and adopted. Now, my husband and I came across Bethany and her husband, Ryan, sometime during all this pandemic craziness, and we fell in love with them. You'll hear me talk about how much my husband loves her husband, Ryan, and listening to their podcast, which is called Life Has Purpose. It's just been so inspiring and so encouraging. And I just wanted to bring Bethany on to share her adoption story and to share also from her book, which is called Pro-Life Kids. She's going to read some of that to us today. And oh, Bethany is just such a, a lovely and inspiring person who I'm so happy to now call friend. So I can't wait to share this with you. I want to pause real quick to just thank you again for all of your support and encouragement, both for my course launch and also helping me hit that 500 mark with the ratings and reviews. You guys are the best. So thank you. Thank you. And of course, if you haven't left a rating or review yet, I'd love for you to hit pause and scroll down on your smartphone and tap on those five stars or leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. Okay. I have a few words to say at the end, but without further ado, I want to let you listen in as Bethany and I talk about adoption and pro-life kids. I hope you're inspired. 
Hey, Bethany, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. It's so fun to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy. You betcha. Well, my husband, Dave, and I have been fast fans of yours and Ryan's. And uh, as soon as we discovered you back, I think it was just late spring or early summer, we became fans to the point that my husband has said, I don't just want to be their friends. I want to be in their family. Oh, <laughs> I love Which I that. just thought was so cute because that's not something my husband would typically say, but I'm like, it must be all your talk about adoption that he's like, well, I wonder if they'd adopt a 50 year old because Listen, I want to be one of them. <laughs> we're equal opportunity lenders over here. <laughs> we'll take a 50 year old. I love it. And he just loves like that your family's so musical. And so anyway, we're going to cover mm. all of that. But first, can you just tell everyone a little bit about you? who you are, what you do. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. So I'm, my name is Bethany and, um, obviously, and I'm a mama of four. I have three that I birthed and one adopted. And we are really passionate about speaking truth and really talking about some really difficult social issues in the context of God-given uh, purpose. So mm. about 10 years ago, my husband Ryan and I decided to co-found what is now the Radiance Foundation. And I had been a teacher for many years. I taught in public schools, private schools, urban, suburban, have my master's degree in education and sort of took that teaching background coupled it with my um, husband's love for truth and his love mm. for media. He had worked in the ad agency world for many years, mm. so he really expresses himself through media. So we kind of took these two gifts, giftings and our skill set, if you will, and put it together to say, okay, how can we illuminate that every human life has intrinsic value that's mm. irrevocable, it's irreplaceable, mm. and how can we educate audiences about difficult social issues in the context of God-given purpose, which isn't an easy find. You're not going to turn on the TV and find that the mainstream media is going to educate us in that context. And so it's our prayer that whatever we do would just motivate people to just not have faith and knowledge, but to put it in action. So that's what we do. I love that. That is awesome. And more recently, you've started a podcast together. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. So a lot of what we do are speaking engagements to about 60 a year. And that takes us to conferences and to summits and to Mm -hmm. um, college campuses. And then when COVID hit (laughs) and we realized that in a matter of three days, about 25 events were put put on hold, we decided to launch what we've had in our heart to launch for a long time, the Life Has Purpose podcast, which you could find on really any podcast platform. So we like to talk about all the things that are going Mm -hmm. on in the culture and really tie it to what does that have to do with me and you and our lives Mm -hmm. and how can we find purpose in that? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And you and Ryan are so just good at it. Like Aww. you guys are such naturals. We we seriously have had a few Friday nights where the family sits over dinner and listens to your podcast. So Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. That's no, so I'm not sweet. kidding. And that's not typical for us. So it's it says a lot. And um and yeah, you guys are great. I my husband joined me for a podcast. We actually attempted a podcast together (laughs) recently. And I was like, you know, we're just not Ryan and Bethany. (laughs) We just don't have it. 
But anyway, so we love you guys and love what you do. We want to talk today about, you know, some, I want to share your story and Ryan's story. And so I'm going to ask you to kind of back up and do that, but also how that's led you to the things you talk about today. And then your book, which is called Pro-Life Kids, which is so beautifully done and the illustrations and the, the, it's just such a great book. So I'm going to want you to share a little bit about how you ended up there, but would you mind just kind of going back and, and your story is so amazing. It's really touching. So can you share a little about your story and also summarize Ryan's story if that's possible? Yeah, I'll do my best. Well, I think too, it's also helpful to, to understand. I think that, um, sometimes we see people or we hear people that are speaking or sharing. And I guess we don't always know the backstory. And I know for Ryan and I, I always say, you know, I want to, I, I, live it to give it. Like there, there's mm. been deep transformation in both of our lives. And we mm. both, we don't just talk about knowing the Lord, but we talk about the journeys that we've taken to find mm-hmm. him and how he's revealed himself to us in different seasons. And for me personally, um, one of those very defining seasons was, was back in um, 2004. And the years previous, I had gone through some different things in life, like we all go through in life, mm-hmm. and just dif- different disappointments, mm-hmm. and going like, where are you, God? Are you really mm-hmm. there? Yeah. And instead of um, pressing deeper into him, I sort of went emotionally numb, and I found mm-hmm. myself in in really a relationship that was... Um, just emotionally abusive. That's the easiest mm-hmm. way to sum it up. It wasn't, yeah. it was not a good, it was just not a good, um, wasn't going to be a good jump off for a good successful life. I'll just mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah. But before I knew it, I, I was, I found myself pregnant and this was back as, as I said, in 2004. And it was interesting. It was the first time I had ever been pregnant and, uh, very early on the biological dad suggested an abortion and he sort of went his own way. And mm. I was, of course, not going to make that choice. I say, mm. of course, but that's really what my heart was. February 14th, which for me is super significant because it was, wow. of course, a Valentine's day. It mm. was a Saturday morning at nine 30 in the morning. And I had my first ultrasound and I went in there. It was a really empty. There wasn't many, many people there. In fact, I thought, well, do I have the wrong time? And mm. the tech was like, nope, you're our only, you know, you're our only appointment this morning. And so I went in and when they did the ultrasound, there was this little, it looked like a mm. grain of rice mm-hmm. blinking. And it mm. was me just getting my eyes on this life that was growing within me. And I had this, just this tangible presence of God. I just had this moment where I felt that tangible presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought, all right, Lord, just take my heart and take her heart. And I just, I I do, I feel like he wrapped our hearts Mm -hmm. and he was like, I've got you, Mm -hmm. I've got you. And as I processed and went home and sat in at my house, I was, I opened up an old journal and I thought, all right, Lord, I, I really need to make this commitment to be the mom that I would want my child to have and to no longer be selfish in the sense that like, being emotionally numb means that you make selfish decisions that mm-hmm. are very temporal. Yeah. Yep. And so I had opened this journal and on the side of the journal was um, just a Bible verse in these flowers. And it was Psalm 34, five. Mm. 
And it said, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. And those that look to him will be radiant mm. and their faces will never be covered with shame. Yeah. So I just, oh, it like hit me in my gut and I just began crying and like, God, mm. at that point, I didn't know it was a girl, but in my spirit, I felt like I was carrying a girl mm -hmm. and I called her from that point on baby radiance because mm. my heart was that she would never know shame mm. yeah. as her story or her testimony wow. and that she wouldn't have a mom that operated out of shame either, mm. but that there would be this, just a divine exchange yeah. of um, the shame for the radiant glory of God. And yeah. even um, as we move forward with the Radiance Foundation and came up with that name, mm -hmm. it's really predicated upon that same verse yeah. because whatever we talk about, whether it's mm -hmm. fatherlessness, poverty, abortion, adoption, mm -hmm. the Lord always wants to take any negative um, emotion that's attached mm -hmm to our experiences and exchange that he takes mm. our shame. He takes our guilt. He takes our anxiety and he exchanges it for radiant, his radiant glory. And mm. so my radiance is going to be 16 next mm. week. Wow. Which is hard to believe. Amazing. But I, wow. I look back and I go, wow, that commitment and that yep. God yeah. moment yeah. really was a pivot point. It was. Wow. That is beautiful. Yeah. I love that so much. What a story. Powerful. Yeah. You know, we, over the years then, it, God brought Ryan into our life. We got married when we call her Ray Ray, was only mm -hmm. one. She was okay. just about to be two. So I really believe that obedience always leads to blessing. Yeah. Even if there's even if there's big mm -hmm. mountains to climb, there's sure. a Absolutely. mountaintop yes. blessing that will come. And I really believe that the Lord orchestrating Ryan and I crossing paths again, because we had known each other years previously, but okay. yeah, I, I just know that when we reconnected, it was like, I'm ready to hit the ground running. Like uh, yep. there's, there's I a sense imagine. of urgency. Yeah. Like, yeah. God's done something special with the two of you. So that was clearly his plan. And yeah. I love how that happened. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your story. That is powerful. And just what a picture. I love that. And then Ryan was at that time, what was he doing? Give us a little bit of his yeah. background. So Ryan and I had dated years previous and then kind of gone our own separate ways. And then, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he had run an ad agency and he mm -hmm. um, was busy being busy and, and successful. <laughs> and he had walked through some things like during that time of his own mm -hmm. and really had battled depression Mm -hmm. And I, I look back and I realize it's probably a big part of why we didn't make it the first time around. Mm -hmm. Although in our hearts, what we felt for one another was really what we'd never felt for anybody else. Mm. But God is so good because he, he, as I'm working out my junk, Ryan was working out some of his own junk. Mm. And as we talk about him coming to grips with certain things in his own life, I realized that a lot of what he was battling was his own identity issues. Mm -hmm. And he had been adopted, I believe it was six weeks old is when he mm -hmm. became part of the Bomberger family. And shortly after that, it was finalized, the adoption. And as a teenager, he had found out his personal story from his mom. And his mom mm -hmm. shared that his biological mom had um, really had gone through the traumatic 
traumatic nine months of a pregnancy because she had conceived him in rape. Mm. You know, as a teenager hearing that, it, it's it's a lot to process, but it really yeah. took till his adult years where he was able to healthfully process mm. and come out on the other side understanding his identity in Christ in the context of the fact that his birth mom could have had like chosen abortion for him. Totally. Yes. And, and a lot of people, even Christians would have said, Mm -hmm. well, that's completely understandable. I totally get it. But she was courageous enough Mm, to choose life for him and, and loved him enough to give him not only the gift of life, but the gift of adoption. Yes. Wow. And his family, they were three. Um, he likes to call them homemade kids. And then he <laughs> was the first of 10 that were adopted into the Bomberger family. Wow. And That's they, a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's so precious because his mama, you know, she, she always says, don't put me on a pedestal. I didn't go out to change, you know, I didn't go yeah. out to be this big hero. Um, and I look at her and I go, but you are. You are. But you, you are. Oh, uh, the best but kind. She, yeah. She's just like, I, I just wanted to love those uh, that were languishing and those that, you know, were in situations where a lot of people would have said they were unwanted and mm-hmm. unloved and undeserving. Yeah. Wow. So, and of those 10, there were a few, quite a few races mixed in there. It was all different backgrounds yeah. and stories, right? It's still, it's still a little bit like the UN because there's, <laughs> there's um, black and white and mixed and his one sister is Vietnamese and mixed mm. and two yeah. of the siblings are um, albino and oh, wow. some, you know, he oh, was adopted beautiful. as a baby, but some were adopted, you know, as toddlers, as teens, there were just, there's wow. just lots of different stories, but they're wow. really stories of redemption. Wow. And I think that's what a big part of what adoption is. Yes. But oh, it's kind totally. of neat for Ryan to come to grips and understand and begin to be asked to share his story because we all think our, our lives are pretty normal. And then when we come through things and we understand, wait, like, okay, this wasn't a typical story. His was not one that, that, that's, you don't typically meet folks that, um, really were conceived in rape and talk about it. Right. So yeah, that's a lot of what led us to doing the Radiance Foundation, because as we began to dig and we began to see, well, he was born in in 71, but had he been born in 73, really abortion would have been much more accessible. Mm, Interesting. Wow. And then the two of you, tell us the story of your children after you got married, then you had, um, did you Mm -hmm. adopt next or have? So we had two biological. So my daughter Radiance is going to be 16. And then my Makai is going to be 13 Mm -hmm. next week. And then my daughter Aaliyah will be 12 the week after. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my son Justice just turned 10 in September. So we always said, oh, we're going to adopt when our babies are out of diapers. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We had, you know, like a four or five-year-old. We had, then then I had Makai who, mm-hmm. so I guess uh, Ray Ray was five and a half and Makai was two and Aaliyah was one. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we began just... W- there was a girl that we had reached out to that we had known when she was younger and she had made some life choices that really 
put her in a not so great situation. And Mm -hmm. she was already raising a one-year-old. And after the Lord connected us and we went to go visit her, we realized, wow, you're pregnant. You're really pregnant. And (laughs) it's, you've, there's, there's a lot of things that maybe need to take place in order for Mm. a healthy scenario. And what can we do to help? And would you think about placing? Would you think about like, what, what can we do to come alongside of you to make sure that this is positive and healthy? Awesome. Yeah. And so she, she ended up saying to us, like, I guess I could think about adoption if I knew the family. Mm. So Ryan and I looked at each other and listen, we're right here. (laughs) If this is something that would be in your heart to do, we are open. And by the grace of God, she had amazing family members that stepped in and really helped rescue our son justice. And, and he had a lot of, uh, medical issues and mm. allergies and nearly died a couple times mm. in the first three months. And just because of, of these complications and yet the Lord placed certain people in, in the birth mama's life to help make sure that he would, he would make, make it through. He would live through this time. Wow. We moved into what became a private adoption, which, which was, huge blessing. And at the same time, adoption, just like a lot of things in life is Mm -hmm. not easy. There was a lot that we needed to walk through during that time. We, we weren't financially in a place that we, you know, we weren't ready to start walking through that, but Mm -hmm. the Lord gave us Isaiah 119 very early on in when we were walking this through. And it was, it says the willing and obedient will eat the fruit of the land. Mm. We felt in our spirits, like, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't even know if it will be an adoption, but Lord, help us to be obedient to what you are putting in front of us. And may we be willing to do hard things. Mm, Love that. Yeah. And I, I, I just feel like we held on to the promises that said that the Lord would be with us. You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a shadow. Mm. It's not, you know, like he's like, Hey, just recognize things for what they are. And remember that I said, I'm going to take you through it. So there were a lot of pieces that came together to make that adoption happen. And justice was in our home with us. He was born September. He was with us by Thanksgiving. Mm. And, um, before the end of his first year of life, we finalized the adoption. Mm. Wow. Love that story so much. Yeah, so much, so much for waiting for the kids to be out of diapers. It yeah, didn't exactly. really work. It didn't <laughs> exactly. work that way. Hey, friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation, and there is more yet to come, but I want to pause real quick to tell you about something very cool that I get to be a part of, and I hope you will be too. There is a new event coming up that I will be speaking at. It's an online event called the Perfectly Imperfect Christian Parenting Event, and it is on October 23rd and 24th, which, side note, happens to be my birthday weekend. So we're basically celebrating my birthday together. Well, this is a completely digital event, and it was designed for parents like you as a time to set aside perfection and receive the practical and spiritual help we need in an easy and accessible format. 
that. The goal is to help you check your perfection at the door or on the couch and become the perfectly imperfect parent God has called you to be. I will be giving my talk on, no surprise, what your sons need most from you right now. And in addition to my talk, there will be over 50 other short consumable talks giving you both practical and spiritual advice from some other amazing speakers such as Aaron and Jamie Ivey, Mark Batterson, Jonathan Pitts, Four Generations of the Duck Dynasty Family, and many more. So you can register today for this digital Christian parenting event at, ready for this, boymom.perfectlyimperfect.org. I'll say it one more time, boymom.perfectlyimperfect.org. And yes, there will be links to that in the show notes, but I am so excited about this and I hope you can go over, register today, and I will see you there celebrating my birthday and being encouraged in your parenting with so many amazing people. I can't wait to watch all the speakers. Okay, now we'll get back to our conversation. What a crew you have now and how you all work together. I mean, from what we hear on your podcast, you've got a lot of gifts and talents in that crew, and it seems like a really fun family during this season. You've all been making music, making jingles. Justice seems to be hilarious, right? I mean, they've all got a ton of personality. Yeah. You know, they all are full of life, and Uh even all my years... Of, of teaching and all the education. And yeah, mm-hmm. once you start parenting, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Lord, what yes. am I doing? I always feel like <laughs> I'm at ground zero. Like, how do I help them to be who you've created them to yes. be while, yes. while still maintaining sanity? So we have a oh, lot yeah. of fun. We have mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And it's, it's pretty loud. Oh, it's, it, I imagine it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, that is such a great story. And I think it was, you know, after really following you, listening to you, that my husband started saying, wait, where have we been? Like, should should we be adopting? And I'm like, babe, I think I brought that up about 20 years ago. And now the, the year we both turned 50, I'm like, I don't know if you're even allowed to anymore, but we have certainly been praying at least for just the... Uh, the heart of adoption, however we might be involved, whether it's just, you know, on the prayer front or if it's, if God has something for us, I don't know, but I know that our eyes have been opened so much more because of your story. So Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for sharing that so well and beautifully, the journey you and Ryan have both been through and inspiring other people through that. So we, you know, in our families, Dave has a older brother who was adopted. My brother has adopted a couple kids, one with severe special needs. And so it's something that we've been around a lot, but I think it's something that is just so important to talk about. And, mm-hmm. and this is kind of also leading me to the other thing that's hard to talk about because I love how well you talk about things to kids. And, and I think this is something that's so important. I mean, I've covered the topic of pornography and, and opening up, yeah. opening up conversations with our kids about pornography, which is such a, I mean, it's hard to talk to kids about sex, mm-hmm. let alone mm. pornography. Like where do you even start with that? So that's one of those things that I say, we have to push through the awkward. We have to open yeah. up the hard conversations. And I think that adoption is beautiful to talk about with kids, but then you have so beautifully figured out a way to bring up the topic of pro-life and what is abortion and really bringing kids into that conversation, which is something that I've never found an easy way to talk to kids about that. It's so uncomfortable. It's so ugly and so hard. But your book, Pro-Life Kids, can you just tell us a little about how you ended up writing that and the story behind it? 
Sure. Like in my heart, in my, in my DNA, I don't know if it's partially why I became a, a teacher because my mm-hmm. heart is that we understand and that we empower children mm-hmm. to really stand up for what is right and what is yeah. good from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ryan and I, like I said, we've, we've had different stages, Ryan, especially spoken lots of places from, you know, Harvard to, you know, congressional hearings to conferences and and things like that. And, and that's all fantastic. If we can't within the walls of our home, Mm. figure out a way to equip our children and empower them to understand their identity in Christ and therefore um, be a light in a culture that is very dark, Mm. then we have no place standing anywhere else. Mm. And so we, that's really our motivation with our own children. Like, Lord, help us to figure this out. I mean, there's always things to figure out. You never Mm -hmm. arrive. Right. Like, help us to bring our children into the things that are heavy on your heart Mm -hmm. so that from a very young age, they have a standard by which they're going to weigh all the information that's coming in. Mm -hmm. And especially in the public school systems, but just in our culture, the TV, which you don't even have to go to public school to hear music and, 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 you know, see different lifestyles, just walking down the street with Mm -hmm. other people's types of behaviors. But there is a world that is teaching our children their belief system. And we have to reach our kids before a broken world does. Mm. And if we don't teach our kids, and if we think that we can get away without talking about things, then I guarantee that when they're teens and when they're young adults, they're not at the core of their soul going to know how to respond to what's going on around them. We don't have to be graphic. We don't have to be inappropriate in order to discuss things. There is a way to, to really create a culture of life from a very young age, just within the culture that we create in our own spheres of influence. And I, I strongly believe that children, children are naturally pro-life. Mm. We have to teach children that to dismember a human being mm. is an act of health care or justice. That is not what they are born believing. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I feel like Instead of fearing these types of discussions, what can I do? What can we do within the Radiance Foundation, our family, that will help motivate and help parents and teachers and aunts and uncles and just adults, help them to be equipped with tools Mm. to articulate a pro-life worldview? How can we eliminate the fear that comes from talking about the hard issues and just exchange that uh, with the confidence that comes from having a tool that is assisting us in talking about the stuff. So that's, that's really wow. so well said. Yeah. So well said. Came from. Oh, it is. I love it. And, and it sounds like the, the words really came to you like, like a gift. It just flowed. Mm-hmm. Right. And you sat down to write it and it just it came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, not I, that any I, book is easy to write. <laughs> I sometimes I think in rhyme from all the years of being a teacher, I think that's part of it. And I, I I really wrote this actually. Okay. So the quick backstory was a few months previous, I had done a pro-life kids class in my home. 
because mm-hmm. I've had so many mm-hmm. questions from so many, you know, even just friends that, you know, they go friends that are my age that might jump on a bus and go to March for life in DC, but yet they're like, we don't know how to talk to our kids about them. So we're leaving our teens home and we're going. And I'm saying to them, you know, really by teenage year, they, they should be, it should be okay that they're jumping on the bus with you and that they're, that they're at something like the March for life. So I said, okay, let me do a, I'll do a class in my house. So I had a bunch of friends bring their kiddos over and really talked with them. Some of the, just, just setting a foundation for what it means to be pro-life, what it means to just value people's lives, understanding Mm -hmm. that you're uniquely and understanding some of the, some of the the premise of what pro-aborts say that like, Mm -hmm. oh, because of their size, because of where a child lives, where, you know, these don't make them fully human. So Mm -hmm. I, talk through all that. And then I introduced to them that abortion is, is, is choosing to take the life of a baby before it's born. So I had this, this class. And then after we talked about things, I let the kids go out and play, have snacks. And there was a sweet little handful of kids who just stayed because they were like, yo, this is really sobering. Mm. And, and so age appropriately, I was happy that the littles went out and, and, you know, like, it's okay. We build precept upon precept, but there were some that just their hearts were, were just like the breath was taken from them. They're like, well, what do we do? So I ended up incorporating them into an event that we do every year or we've done for the last six years called One Voice DC, where it's a prayer and worship event. And we just have an awesome worship band. We fill a ballroom in DC the night before the March and we, we, pray and we worship and we have different prayer leaders come in and pray on different facets of the abortion fight. And I said, we're bringing these kids in. Mm. So as we prayed in our home, I said, now, now we're going to get up and we're going to show the world that you guys have a voice, that your prayers matter, that your opinions matter, and that your understanding of God is, is why you are propelled to be pro-life kids. Yes. So we did that and that was January and around February, I just kept, I feel so deeply in my spirit that a lot of times as Christians, we overlook an entire people group because they're young Yep. and and, and we, we are really doing the kingdom a disservice yeah. by not engaging and understanding that the same Holy Spirit that's in us, that's mm. the same one in our kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. It manifests in a different way, but it's the same powerful God. So anyway, one morning I was up early doing my own devotions and just began to write. And the Lord just gave me what then became the text for mm. what is pulling. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And and what I love is, I mean, hopefully everyone can get a copy, but the words are beautiful. The rhyming is so well done, but all of the illustrations I love that it highlights so many types of kids that may not be valued um, in this world. Uh, you know, maybe reasons for abortion, maybe reasons, you know, kids in wheelchairs, kids of different color, kids with different disabilities. And I just look at it and I just think how beautifully it's, it just represents, it represents mm. the world so well. And, and it's so full of joy. It has such a happy, mm. It really is a, a book that I feel like is a celebration of of God's kingdom. So I, I just can't say enough about how well I think it came together. And everyone should get a copy and and read it to your kids. It's just beautiful. Do, would you? Do you have your book right there? I do. Would, yeah. would is there a little section that you would read to us? 
Sure. Do you I'm have happy like to. A, one that people like you to read out loud? Because I just, the rhyming is so good. I want people to hear a little snippet. Okay. Do you want me, what Go if I do the, the harder part? Because people will say, well, how did you tackle? Sure. Do that. Somebody? Do that. And I, I, I would love to say too, that I love, that you love the imagery because oh. I feel like, especially, so text is powerful, but mm-hmm. imagery is powerful. Oh. Definitely. And God brought us together with Ed Kaler and he got it. He got mm-hmm. what I, I, you know, I laid out, this is what I envision. And I want kiddos to, because it's not a character based book, it's concept based, That's right. but I want kids to see, you know, reflections of themselves yes. because it is, you know, abortion is horrific. It is the human mm-hmm. rights injustice of our day, yes. but it is only it's so horrific because it's taking away the image of God and the most powerful and beautiful and joyful manifestation of himself on this earth. That's Mm -hmm. humanity. That's what we are. You know, we look at creation, creation's all a reflection of God in his heart, but there's no other human. There's no other human. There's Mm -hmm. no other race. It's just the human race. Yes. Yes. And so there's just such a sweet, and that's so important um, right now in this world to be reminded of that. And you and yeah. Ryan do such a good job of of focusing on that. So I love it. And I'll be definitely snapping some photos to put in show notes so people can get a good look at the book. But again, awesome. hopefully they can all order it. But yeah, read to us, would you? Yeah, so I'm just flipping through. Okay, so I'll start here. God made you unique. You have no clone. Your fingerprints are yours. Yes, yours alone. He knit you together one cell at a time with love and attention, a plan so divine. It doesn't matter your size or your age. You have equal value, whatever the stage and wherever you live and where you live won't determine your worth. You're a person. It's true. Even before your birth. Mm. Sadly, there are those who don't understand that life has purpose, whether planned or unplanned. Throughout history, many believed a lie. You're not a person. No way, they cried. Today, many think that lie is still true, that babies in wombs aren't people too. Abortion is when some say it's okay to take that baby's precious life away. But your color, your gender, and nationality, your abilities, your looks, your great personality, they make you you, fully human indeed. No exceptions, no exclusions. That's the pro-life creed. Mm. Wow. Oh, that's so good. Yes, it reads so beautifully. I, I just love it. And and I really do love that the focus is on that that inherent dignity of every human life. And, and there's images in the book that reflect other times in history where, you know, it's not just about abortion fits into a bigger picture of other injustices throughout history. So I think you really make an important point there, how you look at it through that lens. And it it really is important that kids understand that. Uh, Anytime, yeah, anytime a human decides another human isn't really a human, it just doesn't turn out well. You're so right. And yeah. and I think sometimes we overcomplicate having to discuss abortion, which is why I chose to sort of read that little clip just to sort of dispel because people are like, well, is it graphic? Do you have imagery? No, yeah. we're just beginning to just set a foundation that that deter that that helps people understand, that helps adults and children understand the 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 dignity mm. of every human life, regardless of their age, their stage regardless of their level of development, regardless of where they live. Mm. I love it. And I love too that just reading through this book, you know, I talk a lot both in my book and 
on my blog about just identity and kids, how every child, I mean, every human, we, we all go through times of struggling with our identity and, and what gives us value. And it's something we focus on so much in our parenting, because I know that especially in those tween and teenage years, every kid's going to come to that point where they're just like, who am I? Why do I matter? And, and my 10 year old, you know, is my youngest now. And, and I just love that the young years where they're just so innocent, but he's kind of going through that stage now where his teeth are just like, you know, he's, he's going to need braces. And it kind of breaks my heart that he's all of a sudden looking in the mirror going, mom, I hate my teeth. Mm. And I think, you know what, this book is does such a beautiful job of just celebrating our differences and, and celebrating our identity. And even for a child, you know, even besides the point of, of pro-life, this book is so good at just helping kids to just recognize and appreciate and celebrate our uniqueness as individuals and God's love for us each as individuals. So I just think that topic of identity is really woven throughout it so well. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Oh, well, it's so good. And, and, you know, I could talk to you all day, but yeah. we'll wrap up here and I will be linking to the book and where people can find your podcast and follow you. I love that Ryan often refers to himself and your ministry. He, he says that he's a factivist. <laughs> I love yeah. that term. That's <laughs> one we've, we've taken in our cool. family because you guys are so focused on truth, on the facts. You're just, cool. you, you handle the truth so well, and we just really appreciate and respect what you do. That means a lot coming from you. Ah, thank I mean, you. It's really great. It's it's been fun to read your book too. And to, uh, I was listening to some of your son's podcast, oh. which is <laughs> fantastic. So it's like you get it. We're on the yeah, same page. I mean, we are. Yeah. Even when I'm reading your book, I'm like, this girl, she's a friend in my head. She doesn't uh, know she's my friend yet, but it's well, that's yes. really special. And as of today, our two of our teenagers met each other. So that was really fun too. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we hop off, can you just tell people if they want to right now, jump on their phone and find you and follow you, where's the best place to follow you? Awesome. Well, if you'd like the book, prolifekids.com is a great place. And there's a bunch of free downloadables. If you want um, some coloring pages and stuff, we're working on the workbook that's going to go along with that. So keep, keep your eyes and ears open for that. So that'll be great. You can always find us at radiance.life and you can find us on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, although they like to shut us down, but <laughs> you could you could find us there too. Oh, we love that too. We're like, oh, yeah. and I should say, can I say lifeaspurpose.com is oh, yeah. an easy way to get to our podcast. So yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And all that will be linked to in the show notes. Well, Bethany, I can't thank you enough for your time, for your story, for your heart, all that you do. We just appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Okay. We'd, we'd love to have you back to talk more in the future. So for now, aloha. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed that interview and I hope you feel encouraged. As always, there are links to anything Bethany and I mentioned, including her book, her podcast, everywhere you can follow her over in show notes, which are at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. You can also go directly to monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 76. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of this podcast community. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.